Hello and welcome to Novel Marathon, a podcast where we write an 80,000 word novel in one year. By the end of this show, you may or may not end up with To Kill a Mockingbird or Anna Karenina, but if you follow along and you do the readings and the exercises in the readings, you have a very good chance of completing a workable first draft of a novel by episode 23 of this show. It's called Novel Marathon because a marathon has 26 miles and this podcast will have 26 episodes published over the course of a year. You can expect a new one roughly every two weeks. And of course, writing a novel is a marathon. It takes stamina and strenuous workouts and people who cheer you on from the sidelines will have all of that too. If you're joining this podcast midway through, you can just start at the beginning with episode one, listen to it, take two weeks to do the readings and the assignments, then listen to episode two, take another two weeks to do the homework, then episode three and so on. It's basically a self-paced bi-monthly year-long course, which you can start or join at any point during the process. We'll be reading three books, which I'll include in the show notes. They are... The One-Year Novelist by L.M. Lilly, that's L-I-L-L-Y. Story Genius by Lisa Cron, that's C-R-O-N. And last but not least, This Year You Write Your Novel by Walter Mosley, that's M-O-S-L-E-Y. I'll be your host, cheerleader, and most notably co-writer. I'm an undercover novelist with a day job and a long-held dream of writing a novel. I want to make that dream a reality this year and I hope you do too. So, what can you expect along the way? We'll read the three books I mentioned. Each book has assignments, we'll do those too. The first couple of weeks will be spent planning, figuring out your characters, your story arc and plot. You'll start writing right away. Then, around episode 7, we'll really start paying attention to word count. By that point, you should expect to write a little over 500 words a day, 5 days a week. On that schedule, you should expect to finish an 80,000 word draft right around episode 23 of the show. We'll then take a couple weeks to clean up the story and make adjustments to the characters and the plot and the subplots and you should have a workable first draft of your book by this time next year or episode 26. So, like the first day of school in college, when the professor just hands out the syllabus, this is going to be an easy class because we're just going to talk about the reading assignments and I'll give a brief overview of the exercises we're going to do. For next time, when we meet again for episode two of the show in about two weeks, I'd like you to read chapters 1 and 2 of The One-Year Novelist, chapters 1 through 4 of Story Genius, and pages 7 through 13 of This Year You Write Your Novel. I'll put those assignments in the show notes too. Why these three books? Well, The One-Year Novelist by Ellen Lilly really lays out a great calendar and structure for writing a book in a year. Story Genius by Lisa Cron is the best book I've read on narrative logic, plotting, and character development. 
And this year you write your novel by Walter Mosley has some important words of wisdom and encouragement. It's a reminder that writing is not just mechanics, but poetry, a way to connect with a deeper truth. Your job is to let that truth come to the surface. Please get those books from the library or your favorite bookstore. You'll find links in the episode description. Go ahead and do the exercises in those chapters. I'll keep referring to specific chapters for a detailed description of the assignments. But just to give you a sneak peek, here's what I'd like you to work on in the next two weeks. I'll break it down into assignments for week one and week two to help you plan your time. In week one, you're going to tell three people that you plan to finish a novel by this time next year. Don't just put it on social media. Pick out three people who know you. It's harder to break a promise with someone you know. Ask if it's okay to check in with them every four weeks or so and report on your progress by text, email, or phone. They don't have to respond unless they want to. This is really just a tool for you to remain accountable. I'm going to tell two of my writing friends and one non-writing friend about my novel in progress. You should pick your three peeps whom you trust and who will keep you honest. Once that's taken care of, let's get into your novel. Picture your main character. Think about these three questions. What's the main thing your character wants? What makes that thing, whatever it is, hard to achieve? And lastly, why does your main character desperately want to achieve this goal? Once you've answered those three questions about your protagonist, ask yourself, why do you want to write about him or her? What's motivating you to tell this particular story? Then in week two, we shift our focus to the antagonist, the opponent. For maximum conflict, you want the antagonist's goal to be directly opposed to your main character's goal. Whatever your main character wants, the antagonist should want the opposite. Write down two paragraphs about why the antagonist wants to achieve his or her goal. Then write two more paragraphs and talk about the antagonist's strengths and what makes him or her a formidable opponent for your main character. Once you have fleshed out your main character and your opponent, spend some time thinking about their beliefs. Start with your main character. Brainstorm three overarching beliefs your main character has. Does she believe that people are generally good or bad? Is your main character someone who thinks that he can really only count on himself when he has his back to the wall? Does she think rich people are evil or poor people just need to pull themselves up by their bootstraps? What does your main character hold to be true about the world? Once you've brainstormed beliefs for your main character, do the same for your opponent. What are your opponent's core beliefs? If you manage to do all of this in the next two weeks, congratulations, you're on track. Now, the overachievers among you who want extra credit, there's more you can do if you want. For extra credit, check out chapters one through four in Lisa Crohn's book, Story Genius. I found the first two chapters especially eye-opening because they finally helped me understand the difference between story and plot. 
then if you're using the paperback version, chapter three of Lisa's book has a great exercise on page 48. You're supposed to write about the moment you had the idea for your novel and what attracted you to the idea. She calls this the story spark. Reflect back on why you care about the story you want to tell and write about that too. Last but not least, I'm going to ask you to read pages 3 to 13 in Walter Mosley's book, This Year You Write Your Novel. One quick observation. Mosley talks about how important it is to write every day. While I think he has a very good point, what I liked about Ellen Lilly's book, The One-Year Novelist, is that she explicitly gives people breaks along the way. Here's my take. Should you have a writing routine? Absolutely yes. Should you beat yourself up if you miss a day? Absolutely no. I just want to put that out there for the perfectionists among you who will throw in the towel if they fall off the wagon. Don't beat yourself up and most importantly, don't stop riding. Just get back on the horse. Now that we've mixed all possible metaphors, I want to leave you with a passage from Walter Mosley's book, This Year You Write Your Novel. Here we go. Many writers use themselves, their families and their friends as a model for the characters they portray. A young woman who has had a difficult time with her mother may render a tale in which the mother seems overly harsh, maybe even heartless. She, the writer, wades in, telling the story in all its truth and ugliness, but then, feeling guilt, she backs away from it, muddying the water. Maybe she stops writing for a while or changes her subject. Whatever it is she does, the novel suffers. This would-be novelist has betrayed herself in order that she not tell the story that has been clawing its way out from her core. She would rather not commit herself to the truth that she has found in the rigor of writing every day. This form of restraint is common and wholly unnecessary. To begin with, your mother is not reading what you have written. These words are your private preserve until the day they're published. Also, you should wait until the book is finished before making a judgment on its content. By the time you have gone through 20 drafts, the characters may have developed lives of their own, completely separate from the people you based them on in the beginning. And even if someone at some time gets upset with your words, so what? Live your life, sing your song. Anyone who loves you will want you to have that. Don't let any feelings keep you from writing. Don't let the world slow you down. Your story is the most important thing coming down the line this year. It's your year. Make the most of it. I know that was a long quote, but I hope you take it to heart and I hope you'll enjoy diving into these books and the assignments. I'll see you again in two weeks, by which time you'll have your conflict fleshed out, you have your protagonist and antagonist fleshed out, you'll know the story spark and you'll know why this idea attracted you in the first place. I'm the Undercover Novelist and I look forward to talking to you again in episode 2. Talk to you soon and good luck!